Traffic Intel Podcast. I'm Steve Ennis, your host. It's a great day to talk about traffic technology. Special things are on the horizon with IntelliTraffic. We have a massive trade show coming up, and it's happening right here in our own backyard of Edmonton, Alberta. The prestigious Transportation Association of Canada, or otherwise known as TAC, uh, is an organization that brings together corporate members of all walks of life, such as governments, private sector companies, academic institutions, uh, and others, into the same vicinity to exchange valuable, innovative knowledge pertaining to transportation technology. We at IntelliTraffic are honored to be a part of it. It's time to blow the lid off what our means for travel will look like in years to come and how we will navigate the road. The thirst for traffic knowledge starts here, and I'm so happy for you, our loyal listeners of the TIP, to join me. Today, we're going to break down the upcoming TAC conference, uh, but in order to do this correctly and to connect all the dots, I need a hand from some of my closest IntelliTraffic team members. I'm pleased to welcome today David Keane, Rafi Siraj, and Steve Henderson behind the mic. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me today. I thought uh, we'd quickly start off, if you don't mind, uh, let's introduce yourselves. Um, what's your background? What do you do for IntelliTraffic now? And uh, and what you're most excited for uh, at the TAC conference? Steve, why don't we start with you? Sure. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, my name, as Steve said, is uh, Steve Henderson. I'm one of the two Steves on the IntelliTraffic team. <laughs> I am the Director of Business Development for uh, responsible for Western Canada. So, I have been with uh, ATS and uh, Intel Traffic uh, about six and a half years now, so um, been kind of fully immersed and then and covering all of all of Western Canada. So I'd say for TAC, I'm I'm really excited about the show and, and honestly just being back to a trade show uh, and seeing people live and in person. Um, you know, we did a couple of virtual shows through the pandemic and uh, and I I think I can say with full confidence and everybody would agree they are terrible. Uh, there, there's nothing that uh, n- nothing that uh, can replace the the live and in person uh, trade show and session. Um, so just looking at the uh, looking at the program, I mean, lots of good uh, lots of good sessions that uh, that are on deck. Uh, I'm most excited about walking the floor and you know and talking to other vendors and seeing who else is out there and what other cool technology is is coming down the pipe. Um, it, that's yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Right on, thanks, Steve. Uh, next, we'll move to David Keane. Dave, you want to introduce yourself and uh, where you come from, what you're most excited for at Tech? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm David Keane. I'm business development based in Toronto, and I'm responsible for the eastern uh, area of Canada, so basically Ontario and east out to the Maritimes. Uh, I'm a transportation professional. I've been in this business for 30-plus years now. Some of the things that I'm really looking forward to seeing people again, actual real live people. Uh, after almost two, two and a half years of uh, being behind closed doors. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, other uh, peers uh, amongst uh, uh, our our profession. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the TAC conference and uh, getting out there and seeing uh, all the different directors, professionals, municipalities, contractors, consultants, etc. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. Thanks, Dave. And last but certainly not least, Rafi, maybe uh, explain a little bit about where you came from and what you're looking forward to attack. Thanks, Steve. Uh, my name is Rafi Siraj. I'm uh, Innovation and Applied Research Manager in Internet Traffic Division of ADS Traffic. Uh, my background is in transportation engineering. So I'm more like an engineer. I think I look at things in, from engineer's perspective, and I'm really excited about this conference and trade show. 
different to both of the sales director. I'm more interested about uh, different projects that and they will talk about in different presentations and sessions and workshop and what are the challenging tasks that people have been doing during the pandemic. There were challenged due to pandemic and there are challenging tasks in transportation engineering. So I want to uh, know about those challenging projects that different organizations have been working on over the uh, last, last couple of years and have a spirited conversation among our peers on these projects and these works that they have been working on in, in person. So that is the most exciting thing in my mind. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to the tech conference. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Rafi. Rafi has uh, three approved presentations uh, for the conference. We'll uh, review those uh, coming up here. But first, I want to talk about uh, TAC a little bit, um, a little bit more broadly. You know, what does what does TAC mean to you, and um, uh, what do you expect from the show? So when you when we're sitting sitting down next Thursday, Friday, we're debriefing. Uh, you know, what knowledge will you have hoped uh, to have gained? Uh, what technology will you have wished to have seen? Uh, where do you want your brain to be uh, at the conclusion um, of this conference? For me, I mean, we, when we look at the program, I mean, there's a lot of things that, uh, and we're seeing that in a lot of trade shows nowadays on, on connected and autonomous vehicles. So there, there, there seems to be a lot of push uh, towards that, and lots of, and there are sessions uh, geared towards that. Me personally, though, I'm more interested in learning about sort of where where the traffic industry is going and what's the new technology and what's what's new innovation outside of just the the connected and autonomous vehicles. So. What's new in data collection? You know, what are municipalities looking for? What insights uh, are they looking to to glean from um, from their traffic infrastructure and how the traffic is sort of moving around uh, their municipalities? And then from us as a you know a service provider, you know, what uh, what can we do better to deliver uh, that data and insights that those that those municipalities need? So I'm hoping to you know to to walk away with you know. Having a having a better understanding and knowledge of 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 what that and what the industry is going to look like, you know, in two, three, five years from now, and so we can sort of have a strategic plan and you know help us understand you know where we should position ourselves and how we can better serve our customers moving forward. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. There's there's a lot of emphasis on the autonomous vehicles these days, right? It's what's it's the new flashy thing. That's what everybody wants to read about. But there is a lot of other technologies happening right now with, around smart infrastructure. Data collection yeah. and and other areas that are definitely deserving of uh, of time and attention. Yeah, good yeah. point, Steve. Yeah, I just uh, I'd add to that and say I mean I know the autonomous vehicles are the new shiny innovation that are, that everybody's talking about, but they're they're not happening tomorrow. They're not happening next year. You know, best case we're five years away from sort of true adoption, and I think municipalities are. Five, ten years away from even being able to, you know, manage these things on their road with their existing infrastructure. So, you know, on the municipality side, that's what their takeaway needs to be: is how are they planning for the future as well? So, you stole my last question of the session. It was going to be how many years before we're all in autonomous vehicles, but we'll we'll get to the other guy's answer at the uh, at the end of the conversation. Dave, Rashi, you, uh, <laughs> what, what does attack mean to you? What are you hoping to learn? Well, it's a good opportunity for us as a company for ATS Traffic and Teletraffic to uh, launch uh, some of the new and exciting uh, products that we've just introduced uh, to our portfolio. 
that will be available to everybody in Canada, uh, all transportation professionals in Canada from east to west. So I'm looking forward to uh, discussing uh, these new uh, products that we have on board and uh, solutions that we have on board now uh, to the different uh, professionals uh, that will be in attendance at this uh, at this conference in uh, in Edmonton. Uh, some of those products are intersection related, some are transit related, and some are larger uh, full-scale deployments such as automated uh, transportation management systems. So really looking forward to that part of it and discussing uh, discussing that with the uh, with all of those in attendance. Yep, good points, Dave. Yes, IntelliTraffic will be there with a nice, nice big booth, uh, launching a um, a new partnership that will will keep our keep our mouths sealed for right now. But um, but it will be the official launch of uh, of a special new partnership across Canada uh, at the TAC conference. So stay tuned for that. Rafi, what do uh, you want to chime in here? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think I'm gonna echo whatever uh, Steve and Dave said, and also I want to add that. I'm excited to learn about how the cities or the decision makers are adapting themselves after the COVID situation because these days the the data that they had from pre-COVID uh, period might not be as uh, useful after the COVID. So, what are their approaches of using new technologies and adapting new technologies within their transportation system to make better decision using the pre-COVID situations, pre-COVID traffic uh, scenarios and how they're adopting themselves or kind of integrating these new technologies within their system. And what are their thoughts about that? I'm I'm also interested to learn about new challenges that different uh, organizations or service providers have faced during their projects with the cities and uh, different government organizations, because we know we have faced our own challenges our, in our past projects, in our existing projects. So how did they adapt to these new challenges or find solution to these new challenges using technologies? So that would be my key focus on th- in this conference. Right on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's talk about the attendees. I've got the attendee list. Looks to be about 800. I would say generally well represented from all around the country. Even have a few in from the uh, from the USA. So just a just a quick breakdown, provincial breakdown for our listeners. We got about 250 from Alberta, 60 to 70 from BC, 30 from Manitoba, 25 from New Brunswick, 15 from Nova Scotia, 15 from uh, Northwest Territories, 200 from Ontario, six from PEI, 35 from Quebec, 30 from Saskatchewan, eight from Yukon. Like I mentioned, about 20 from the USA, and there's about 100 uh, that aren't uh, aren't classified provincially or 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 internationally. So 100 um, unsures walking around out there that we won't know won't know where they're from. But what do you guys think of this uh, attendee list? Are you happy with the turnout? Uh, is there any any province you f- you feel might uh, might have been sending more people than uh, than is represented on the list here? I mean, Alberta with 250. That's you know, that's pretty impressive. That's even more than Ontario. And granted, it is taking place in Alberta. And typically the, the host province does draw solid attendance. But what do you what do you make of the list? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm very uh, pleased, very happy with the attendance, uh, given that it is in the West and I'm here in the East. Uh, I think we've got some really good representation from Ontario, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, the Maritime provinces, Quebec included also. So, yeah, I'm 
more than pleased with the uh, with the turnout from uh, Eastern Canada. Very pleased. Very happy. Yeah, and I'll add. I mean, it's nice to see you know representation from from coast to coast to coast. You know, looking at through this briefly, I mean, there's looks like there's representation from all the ministries of transportation. Um, you know, that that are attending. You know, lots of our partners from engineering firms are going to be there as well, who are sort of our partners in the in the data collection side of the uh, side of the business as well. And yeah, and then uh, a lot of the uh, the big municipalities, all the big cities, you know, and looks like Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Um, you know, we're going to have people from all those municipalities as well. So uh, looking forward to 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 speaking to all of them. Right on, Rafi. I want to talk to you about uh, your presentations. So we do have three presentations lined up. You will be the presenter for all of them. Although Rafi is expecting a uh, new baby at any point in time, so. Uh, we do have a backup plan to have these presentations recorded uh, and played for an audience live at, at TAC. Uh, so one way or another, you will be seeing Rafi, whether live or uh, recorded, I'm not sure yet. Rafi, can you walk us through the, the three presentations um, that people can uh, can join in to learn more about? Yeah, sure. So we will be presenting our work, uh, research and thoughts about our uh, current practice and future directions of transportation in these three different presentation in TAC conference. So our first presentation will be focused on influences of uh, work zone in Vision Zero. So the title of our presentation is Safer Work Zone Design for Vision Zero and Safe System. Uh, this presentation will rationalize the demand for targeted, comprehensive, and data-driven study to address the implications of work zone design standard on road user safety, which are yet to be substantiated in Canada. Our plan is to develop a digitized work zone to, for connected automated vehicles and human drivers will also be discussed here. Uh, the presentation session is scheduled on Tuesday, October 4, 10.30 to 12. PM uh, at Salon 8. The next day, uh, October 5th, we have two presentation sessions. The first will take place at Salon 2 from 10.30 to 12. The topic of that presentation is digital twins and how LiDAR technology play a pivotal role in developing these digital twins for smart cities. The title of our presentation is Digital Twins for Smart Cities Using LiDAR. This presentation will uh, discuss concept of digital twins in the context of traffic operation and planning. The applicability of LiDAR technology in developing digital twins will be focused through multiple examples, which will be followed by a set of recommendations for implementation uh, for the government and private organizations. This presentation will demonstrate our thoughts uh, about the future of our urban transportation and how can we leverage these new innovative applications for these technologies to move forward to that future? Our uh, final presentation will be at Salon 3 from 3.45 p.m. And this presentation will showcase our expertise on developing customized and innovative solution for one of the biggest construction project in Canadian history, Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion Project. So the title of our presentation is Transmountain Expansion Project Traffic Control Plan and Travel Delay Monitoring. In Transmountain Expansion Project, we are providing the services uh, in two different perspectives. First is traffic 
control plan quality reviews, and second is tra travel delay monitoring and reporting. So this presentation will discuss both aspects of this project, the application of innovative technologies for real-time delay measurement uh, made it possible for better construction management and scheduling of these projects. So in short, these are the three presentations that we'll talk about uh, in this conference, and these are from our experience and our vision towards the future of transportation system. Great. Thanks, Rafi. Uh, reminder, you are listening to the Traffic Intel Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ennis, and we are talking about the upcoming Transportation Association of Canada's conference in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I just wanted to run through briefly um, the, the program. The welcome reception is happening Sunday, October 2nd. Uh, this coming up Sunday, 5 to 8 o'clock. We got an opening plenary uh, Monday morning, 9 o'clock to 11 a nice lunch on Monday, and then we have the big Monday night event. And for those of you who haven't been to TAC before, the Monday night event is typically the climax of the whole event and, and well worth uh, attending. We've got another Tuesday lunch, and then we got the student and young professional meet and greet Tuesday, October 4th, 3.45 to 5. Uh, these are all Mountain Standard times. So that's for all the new up-and-comers, the uh, the new rock stars of the industry to attend and get to know one another. If you're if you're like us uh, on this podcast, you run into these people a lot over time, and it, it all starts there. Uh, and then we close out with the Wednesday lunch, uh, Wednesday, October 5th. So we will be out of the show uh, Wednesday afternoon. All right, I want to uh, talk a little bit about the IntelliTraffic booth. What are we going to be showcasing, guys? Steve, Dave, mostly leaning, leaning on you for this. Uh, what can visitors who come by our booth expect to see and uh, and chat about with the members of of our team? Off the hop, I mean the the big one is our is our mm -hmm. our new partner that's going to be uh, that'll be announced uh, just before the start of the show. So we'll we'll leave that as a teaser. You know, come come by the booth and uh, and find out what's what's new and exciting and and who our new industry partner is in the uh, for intersection solutions and let's and let's leave it at that. But yeah, so super cool and excited about that. After that, um, we are we have a, a partner out of Victoria. First Light Technologies and First Light provides you know, solar-powered bollards and uh, an area lighting. So we have uh, some friends from there who'll be uh, joining us in the booth as well. With a we've got a demo unit going to be set up as well. So excited to talk to people about that. It's a really cool product that uh, that uh, I'm excited to to learn more about as well and and be able to introduce to our to our friends and uh, and partners also. So Dave, what are you excited about? Yeah, uh, just to add to that teaser by uh, by Steve. Uh, yeah, make sure to stop by our booth. We've got some really, really, really hot news to uh, to share with the industry. So yeah, take some time and come by and see us. It's all about traffic control, intersection control, uh, large ATMS systems. Uh, we just finished up a, a large uh, conference in the US of A. And uh, we just uh, inked uh, some deals down there. So we're very uh, much looking forward to sharing that with uh uh, amongst the uh, the Canadian uh, transportation industry. Yeah, we'll we'll be showcasing uh, everything from our from the IntelliTraffic product catalog, which we will have uh, many of at the booth. And we're also you know very excited to be showcasing some of the uh, image sensing system products, uh, namely the RTMS Echo, which is a mid-block radar-based collection tool and some nice platforms uh, behind the scenes uh, with ISS as well. We'll be uh, able to to show you and talk about uh, the Blue City which is a LiDAR-based intersection technology. Let's go into that a little bit. Okay, so so uh, three of us on the call here were at ITS World Congress in LA last week. 
And I was at Intertraffic in Amsterdam earlier this year. Now, at Intertraffic, I think I saw one LiDAR booth being Blue City in the innovation zone, startup area of Intertraffic. Those of you who don't know, Intertraffic is, you know, I call it the mecca of all things ITS in the world. The trade show happens every two years. It's in Amsterdam and, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a must see if you're in this business. But one booth at Intertraffic and then at ITS World, there must have been what guys, uh, like 14, 15 LIDAR booths, I would say. Absolutely. So clearly there's, clearly LIDAR is penetrating. Uh, LIDAR is, uh, <clears throat> light detection and ranging. It's laser, laser based technology. Um, that competes with uh, video, radar, inductive loops, you know, other other ways of detecting traffic at the stop bar. But what it also does is it can do neat things like uh, like conflict analysis. So it does, uh, you know, post encroachment analysis uh, for near misses. So it's 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 more predictive in the sense that uh, it can tell you where there's accidents nearly happening. So this is important because you can prioritize infrastructure upgrades and safety upgrades at intersections based off of off of this data. So we're we're all big fans of lidar. I think on the call and where it's going to go. It's it's still new, but clearly uh, it's moving that direction. Do you guys do you guys agree? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I'm a huge fan of LiDAR. I think, you know, while we're, why we're seeing more of it at uh, the trade shows, even from a year ago or, you know, three years ago, uh, is because the cost is coming down. We're seeing more of the OEM manufacturers, you know, the car, the auto manufacturers putting LiDAR into the vehicles. So I know one of the LiDAR companies we talked to, and I forget which one it was off the top of my head, but but signed a deal with one of the uh, the big three in Detroit to have their lidar. I think it was GM to have their lidar embedded in uh, in GM vehicles. So you know as that scales up, the price of lidar is going to come down and be more and more approachable. So you know the, the lidars in you know those that have uh, you know relatively new vehicles, those those self driving features that help you keep in the lane, the collision avoidance, and all those all those cool tech. You know, LiDAR is able to uh, to support all that. And then as we move into those connected autonomous vehicles, well, that's LiDAR is how those vehicles see. So the uh, as like I said, as those get adopted and there's more and more built and the volumes go up, the price is coming down, which makes it attractive to deploying in intersections. Yep. Yep. Good point, Steve. Why does IntelliTraffic need to be at tech? In, in your opinion, um, you know, what do we expect as a you know, as a vendor, as a sponsor, you know, we're, we're putting some money in, into the into the program here. What do we expect out? What should be our return? And what should other uh, exhibitors hope for? Well, I think it's a great opportunity for for us as a company to showcase our products, showcase what we're all about and what we can do. Uh, we're not just a single product uh, provider. We're a complete system integrator. Uh, we can basically do everything, one-stop shop, if you like, for uh, for traffic control. It is a great opportunity for us as a company to meet industry peers all under the one roof. I mean, I think, uh, Steve, you mentioned earlier that there were about 800 attendees. Um, so, I mean, from a cost-benefit point of view, it's it's really a no-brainer. you got to be there. We have to be there. It's it's a must. It's our backyard. We're really uh, proud of Edmonton and, and uh, the facilities that we have there. So uh, I'm proud of our staff and uh, all of the products. It's a great opportunity for us to showcase. Uh, it's also a great opportunity for our manufacturers. I would like to add too that our manufacturers will have representatives at that trade show who will be sharing. Uh, they'll be available at our booth. So uh, not only will you have an opportunity to talk to uh, staff and members from uh, from ATS Traffic, but additionally companies that we represent. 
manufacturers. And I think, Dave, I'll add, I'll add to that, too. I think for for us, I mean, everybody in the industry knows ATS traffic. ATS traffic has been around since 1966. So what's that, 55 years, 56 years, something along those lines? Very the two somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's like a, that. a lot of math right, involved. But, you know, everybody knows ATS, right? Nathan likes that ATS has been around in the, in the traffic control and uh, sign manufacturing and, and distribution side of the business for a long for a long time. And ATS has also been involved in the in the ITS side. But I I think as far as you know brand knowledge and brand recognition goes, I think for for us one of the goals is to let people know that yeah ATS and teletraffic can do all those things Dave just talked about, right? Then you know and just sort of expanding people's knowledge about what it is we are and can do. I mean ATS has you know, over 500 employees now, right? We're we're a big player in the industry, so uh, I think it's important that people know what the what our capabilities are. Yep, for sure. I actually thought about changing or suggesting to make the change for ATS traffic to more than just signs. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows us as a sign manufacturer, but we do indeed do everything uh, related to traffic. Uh, Rafi, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I completely agree with David and uh, Steve. But I want to add that this is an excellent opportunity for Intertraffic to share our excellent works and efforts in transforming transportation sector in Canada and establish ourselves as a thought leader and innovation pioneers in this industry. As uh, Steve mentioned, we're still kind of relatively new compared to ATS traffic, but this is our opportunity to uh, make ourselves known in among our peers. And attending these major industry events uh, will elevate both personal and organizational brands. And I also think it's a great opportunity to meet uh, our friends and colleagues in the industry and enhance our professional network in this uh, conference, which attract attendees from public, different levels of public, private and other sectors. Uh, but from my research um, researcher perspective, I always look uh, for new ideas, new perspectives. So this is an excellent opportunity for me to learn about emerging trends, technologies, and innovation from other players and sectors in the industry at this conference, uh, both at formal sessions and through different contacts and communications that we make in these conferences. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Rafi. You are listening to the Traffic Intel Podcast. We are talking about the Transportation Association of Canada's conference coming up in Edmonton, Alberta, uh, October 2nd to 5th. It's going to be a good show. Thanks to everybody who's supporting the conference, whether you be an attendee, an exhibitor, or delegate. Okay, so I want one more question before we end here, guys, and, and Steve already weighed in with his thoughts, but I just want to get a quick prediction from each of you. Fully autonomous, that's uh, you know level five autonomy for self-driving vehicles. So everybody's driving around in pods, no one's touching the steering wheel. How many years before we get to this place? Dave? Uh, I would say at least 30 years. Okay, 30 years. I will hold you to this, too. And I can add to that if you want. I can give you my reasoning for that. Sure, sure. You want me to give you the reasoning now? Yeah. What are you going to do with all the existing vehicles that are out there right now? How are you going to retrofit them? Yeah, who's, going to, who's going to foot the bill to uh, to do so, right? Yeah, fair will it be the municipality or will it be the user? It's kind of like, you know, I, growing up in a left-hand world, <laughs> in a right-hand world, you know, which way do you go, right? It's not that easy to switch. Yeah. yeah I think I it's I think it's a long way out myself, but 
Okay. Uh, I'd like to see it sooner, but that's my thought. At least 30 years. Okay. Well, so Dave will be long retired by then, so it's oh. <laughs> so, so not your problem. Still um, this side. <laughs> I said five to ten earlier, and that's I think that's to get the technology, you know, to the point where it is uh, marketable. I think like anything we see in the automotive industry, we're going to see it start at, at the high end, right? It's, it'll be the the, the high end luxury vehicles that will just have more and more of the this technology embedded in in the vehicles themselves but there's still a lot of hurdles to overcome right um you know a lot of these vehicles are being tested down in in the southern states where it's sunny it's warm you know the 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 weather's consistent you know they don't have to worry about you know i'm in vancouver what is it how does the vehicle handle you know rain and fog and cloud in in november and december and january and how does it how do these these handle you know blighting snow and uh and minus 35 in the prairies right i don't they those sort of things still have to be still have to be overcome so you know i i would still rest on the we're five to ten from having something marketable for full adoption yeah we're we're in a longer timeline than that but i still municipalities still have to get on board about how these vehicle is going to talk to their existing infrastructure right and you know are the even are municipalities even starting to budget for that and do they have the right technology do they have communications you know are they going to need you know connect every intersection connected or are they going to put roadside units all sorts all sorts of open questions that still that still need to be answered and you know conferences like tech yeah, help answer those so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to seeing more of that stuff right on good stuff steve so more than 10 years not quite 30. It's, with okay. an asterisk, yeah. Okay, okay Rafi, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'll go on uh, Dave's side, and I'll say maybe 30 or more, because technology adoption take a lot of time and depends on uh, public perception of those technologies and how convinced they are on adopting these new technologies. And these are like a big change that needs to be adopted by the regular people who are used to drive on their own. And giving up that freedom could be challenging for people who are kind of driving their own cars and vehicles. So there's a lot of convincing that needs to be done, and there's a lot of uh, adoption that needs to be done. And I think it's going to take a longer time. We might, like, I, I understand what Steve was saying. We might reach the level when, where we are capable of making this technology real uh, within five years, but like adopting those technology might take longer than uh, than what we're expecting. So, yeah, um, I think it could be like three, 30 years or more. Okay. All right. Can I take the easy way out and say uh, more data required? <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll go in between the two of you. I guess I'll go, you know, 15 to 20 years. Um, I think it'll happen sooner or later because all the, all the technologies do exist on their own right now. We know all the technologies that will be required to make this all happen. It's just that we need to design the system and the, you know, as everyone always says, the layers of redundancy in order to make the system work. And uh, and so, you know, a backup plan for the backup plan uh, sort of thing. There's lots of things to work through still. The, you know, insurance, what what happens if somebody gets hurt while in one of these pods? Uh, yeah. What, what are we going to do with all of our old, uh, you know, Chevy Cavaliers where you have to shift gears manually and steer the wheel? What, you know, what's going to happen with all these cars? I can't believe there's going to be a retrofit kit for a Cavalier. I think you have um, to push a Cavalier, Steve. You got to get yeah. it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, sure. I'll go, I'll go 20 years. 
All right. Well, thank you very much, Steve, Dave, Rafi. Appreciate your input in the conversation here today. That is all the time we have for this episode. We want to remind our listeners that this podcast does indeed value your input. So if there's a topic you wish for Traffic Intel podcast to cover, whether it be about uh, technology, transportation, traffic control, work zones, you know, anything with a computer and a camera, we want to hear from you and answer your prayers. So email us at communications at atstraffic.ca. That's communications at atstraffic.ca to send in your ideas. Once again, we want to thank you for joining us on the Traffic Intel podcast. We will have new and exciting guests and explosive content coming your way uh, very soon. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Steve Ennis. We'll see you next time, everybody. Safety forward. Thank you.